Welcome to Legend Lore with Ron and John, where we talk about Pathfinder 2nd Edition. I am Ron, and I'm a development manager at Paizo, working on the Pathfinder 2nd Edition. I've been playing tabletop RPGs for nearly 40 years, and I've developed and written dozens of Pathfinder products. I'm also the GM for the Intrepid Heroes actual play podcast right here on the No Direction Network. And I'm John, and I've been playing RPGs for over 40 years, and I've contributed to multiple RPG blogs and podcasts, and I have a PhD in the field of consumer intelligence. And this week, we're talking about... We are to- Well, before we get into that, I want to remind everybody that nothing that we're saying here is official. Even with the connection that uh, we have to Paizo, we are not speaking on Paizo's behalf. As always, everything that we say and do is uh, comes really down to how you're running it at your table. All right. Well, that's that's all well and good. But I'm really excited about this announcement that was just made that Paizo is taking the Abomination Vault, putting it in a compendium, and not only doing that for Pathfinder players, but now moving into 5th edition. That's super that is, exciting. That is correct. Yes, we are making a 5th edition product of our uh, one of the best-selling adventure paths we have for 2nd edition. Um, there's There's kind of no reason not to. We've got a lot of... We we're really confident in the story that we're telling. It's mm-hmm. a it's a great story, great NPCs. It's a you know great maps, great art. Uh, so it's something that we really thought we'd be able to to move into uh, to, uh, to update to the fifth edition rules and have all the people that play fifth edition be the ones who are going to be able to play the Abomination Vaults campaign. Well, that's super. Now, how hard was that conversion to do? I mean, it's a completely different system, but you know they are related, even if distantly. Uh, they are in, in that they are, you know, you're going to go into dungeons, you're going to fight monsters. There, there is, there, there is a dragon in the dungeon. I will tell you that, uh, Ooh. So, you know, spoilers Ooh. there. Yeah. Um, but the, the, actually a lot of the conversion work, uh, was done, um, by David N. Ross. He's not one of the three original writers of the Pathfinder mm-hmm. second edition version of the adventure path. Um, but he knows fifth edition back and forth. I've had the good fortune of working with, uh, David on several projects, um, including fifth edition projects. So I knew he would, he would be able to handle this both skillfully and well. And it was not, uh, not a day after I started talking to him about it, that he started to raise some, some issues that, that are, hmm. are the differences between the systems about how they mm-hmm. might be able to make better, how they might smooth over better for fifth edition. And then I'm like, he's the right guy. Absolutely. The right guy <laughs> to help, uh, work through this conversion. So um, but we got it back. We actually, well, we've got a couple of people that are very familiar with fifth edition that play a lot yeah. of fifth edition on our staff, other than me, uh, I've right. got fifth edition familiarity. We've got plenty of people who also do, including our editors and, uh, getting these people to, to mm-hmm. see what we've done and make sure that it's, uh, presenting it in the clearest, cleanest, best way for fifth edition, uh, DMs is, is, is something that's been really important to us. We've got a lot of skills to do it and that's really right. fortunate. Yeah, how long that conversion take? Was it longer than developing uh, the adventure path in the first place, or a lot shorter? The development process is probably a little bit shorter. Um, wow. I do think that the the actual the actual there's there's it's 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 easy to underestimate the difficulty of the conversion because it's not just flip around some DCs and change out right. some treasure. It's, you know, how, how do you structurally build an encounter? And sometimes mm-hmm. how do you structurally build an encounter with monsters that exist in one system, but not in the other right, or are substantially right. different in their challenge from one to the other. So there's, there's kind of a lot to, to think about there. And it's, uh, it's really getting into sort of, 
I mean, not just every every page, every paragraph, but every word. Make sure that it, you're presenting things in the 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 right way. Wow. Now, now with the creatures that you're talking about and the the monsters, there are some D and D specific monsters. Were you able to call them the same thing, or is there some IP issues you got to deal with with that? No, in a lot of cases, what we what we've done, and this is a uh, um, this has a lot to do with building on the work that we've done to put the fifth edition bestiary for the Kingmaker adventure mm-hmm. path. Um, uh, as as people may not know, we've got uh, uh, we ran the crowdfunded campaign to get the Kingmaker updated right. to Pathfinder Second Edition. But mm-hmm. to help people who play that in other who want to play that for other rule systems, we have a separate bestiary basically for Fifth Edition. So you're not going to get a whole new. You're not going to get a complete campaign beginning to end in fifth edition for Kingmaker. You're getting mm-hmm. a bunch of a bunch of the monsters that have been updated. And if we have something in our game that you that that you face that we need fifth edition for, fifth edition creature statistics for, we'll give you that. Cawthuge uh, uh, is a big warbling ostrich monster, right? Well, that doesn't exist in Dungeons and Dragons, so we mm-hmm. gave you fifth edition stats for a Cawthuge. Um, along the same lines, something that might exist in the Dungeons and Dragons rules already, you know, a, a, a goblin or a kobold. We just say it's a goblin or it's a kobold. We know you've got stats for that, mm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. so we were able to keep those. Uh, the re- the thing that makes the Abomination Vaults product different is that it, in fact, is a complete campaign beginning to end. You don't need any other right. books. Um, you've got the whole story, and so what that meant is we've given you an appendix with all of the fifth edition stats of stuff you might need. So if there's a uh, a part of the thing where you're going up against a, a specific type of underground creature that may exist in Dungeons and Dragons, you know, maybe Drow for an example, uh, we know you've got Drow stats. Uh, but if you go up against a different kind of underground creature that we have in our world, say the vampire-like Urdefans, well, we've given you all the Urdefans stats you might need. Hmm. Now, you know, when you're doing that sort of conversion there, uh, what's kind of the impetus behind it? I mean, aren't they a competing system? Well, it's not. uh, Competing is a really hard word. Um, Hmm. I don't think so. I feel like there are a lot of people who play fifth edition and also play Pathfinder second edition. I mean, I'm, I'm one of them. Um, you're one of them, but there are plenty of people who might have a preference for one or the other, but right. want, but they, their group kind of leans them in a particular direction. And what we want to do is we want to get those groups that play fifth edition. We want to show them what we can do as storytellers, as the sort of narrative campaigns. Here's what we can give you as a whole story campaign from beginning to end. Uh, that that And we picked a really good one. The Abomination Vaults has been very approachable because everybody knows right. what it's like to right. go you know, into a dungeon, kick down a door and fight the monsters. But it also has a lot of really fun NPCs and a nearby town that's really engaging. A lot of the things mm-hmm. that made some of the early Dungeons and Dragons adventures really really popular. The fact the village of Homlet was next to the temple of elemental evil was really kind of in the (laughs) DNA of abomination vaults from the beginning. And so we're able to sort of return that to Dungeons and Dragons. Now you wrote a GM's companion for the abomination vault for Pathfinder second edition. That's done really Mm -hmm. well on drive through RPG. Are you going to do something like that for fifth edition to go on the DM's guild? Well, it's, it's, it's been done frankly in the adventure. And here's, here's what I mean. The, the Pathfinder book is going to say, you know, you go ahead and fight this monster, right? Go, go look in Bestiary 2 for the stats of this monster. Or go look mm-hmm. in the, the, you know, the back of the book for the stats of this monster. 
we couldn't point like that in the fifth edition Abomination Vaults. Uh, so, excuse me, let me back up. One of the things that I did was just compile all the stats you would need in one document. There's right. uh, some checklists for the quests, and there's uh, some mini-adventures, a lot of other kind of ancillary fun stuff. But the bulk of the pages of the Abomination Vault's GM's Guide is the value of it is, here's all the stats you're going to need. Well, the the a big chunk at the end of the Abomination Vault's 5th edition is exactly that. When I was just saying how we give you the stats for the, you know, the warbling ostrich monster or the vampire underground people. I mean, they're, they're already there. So in essence, that product is already produced. And in fact, I feel like the presentation of it, I learned a little bit about having put together hmm. my Pathfinder 2nd mm-hmm. edition uh, Abomination Vault GM's guide about, okay, how, how, do you, how is it useful to compile stats that you might need, make them easy to reference. They kind of pop off the page right where you need them when you're doing some you know, dramatic flipping at the table, but you need to expect right. your characters to get to that room first um, and so on. So yeah, put that to use. Cool. Now, is it going to be hardcover or PDF only or some combination? For it's going to be both. It's going to be both. And wow. I believe that the, the, the hard, co- I'm, 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 you know, tactile, right? I want to hold the hard. Yes, cover me too. That's what I'm wondering. That. Yeah. Um, and I believe that if you were a subscriber to our adventure path line, you, I, I you have to check the website to be sure, but I think you get the PDF if you're a subscriber, but you won't get the hard copy. That doesn't, that doesn't right. come as part of the subscription. You have to get that separately. Oh, okay. Um, well, still, that's neat. Will absolutely yeah. be available. Yeah. And is it going to be in, in like fifth edition colors on the cover, or are you going to make it more Pathfinder looking still? I, you know, I haven't seen the final cover. I've seen some of the mock-ups that we've done and it's yeah. got a big 5E logo right at the top, right above yeah. the larger yeah. Pathfinder logo. Um, yeah. But it's otherwise the same art. I really love the art on the cover of it. Yeah. With some of the the foes you're going to come up against right. and, uh, and things like that. But um, I really think that the... Uh, uh, cover treatment that we did for the second edition version was so awesome. I, th- right. I think what we're going to do is just put a, a sort of a, a logo saying 5e and yeah. that'll be the distinguishing thing. Right. Cool. So how, how well do these sorts of things do? It's basically a third party book for 5e. How well do those things typically perform for 5e? Do you have any well, sense for that? W- we don't, but we've got hopes. Uh, the, yeah. the thinking is that this is where, I mean, the, Dungeons and Dragons is is just you know orders of their players are orders of magnitude greater than the number of players that we have for Pathfinder Second Edition, and that's 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 a reality of the industry. We really love the game that we do, but we know that there's a lot more players we can reach by putting together a Fifth Edition product like this. And the uh, more players we're able to reach, uh, we're able to do so uh, fairly cost effectively. Like I said, we're using the same art, the same maps. Right. Um, the the layout is different. The you know the the time that I put into it, that a great edit team has put into it, that the art team has done to make some changes and uh, throw in some. There are some. There's a couple of pieces of additional art that we've thrown in, and a couple of mm-hmm. things we've smoothed over. Um, so it's not entirely. It's certainly far from costless to do, but it right. is much less to convert this over than it would be to do a whole new fifth edition project from the ground up. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. So, so what else is Paisa going to be doing with for fifth edition? Is this it? Is that all they're going to well, do? Well, I can tell you as of today, and I'm speaking only as of today right now, uh, we are planning to convert each and every one of our adventure paths over to fifth edition. We expect wow. it to be so lucrative. We are wow. going to convert each and every one of those. Uh, we're going to take a lot of our... Um, 
a lot of our setting stuff, our, uh, yeah. you know, our Lost Omens line, which is very popular, our organized play, uh, even even the bulk of our Starfinder stuff, which is really? a very popular setting. We're going to convert wow. all of that over to 5th edition. I'm telling you that as of today, we're going to convert, the plan is to convert wow. all of that stuff over to 5th edition. And then once we have, what now that we've got that in the works, we are going to, not only are we going to cease any production of any Pathfinder 2nd edition, uh, any of the uh, the Starfinder rule, we're just not going to do any of that anymore. It's all going to be 5th edition. Wow. We are so committed to this that what we're doing is we're taking the, uh, the stock that we have in, in our warehouse of these older Pathfinder 2nd edition, uh, Pathfinder 1st edition, uh, Starfinder products. Um, and I believe that the plan is to have the warehouse crew uh, bring them out of the warehouse and then set them all on fire. So we have nothing we can sell anymore wow. except 5th edition. That's that's a huge commitment. I, I People are going to be up in arms over that. I can't no, wait. Well, I mean, I'm telling you, that, that. Is, that is only the plan as of today. Uh, oh, who knows wow. what the how plans may change tomorrow? Wow, wow, that's that's you know. I was wondering when when uh, Jake Tondro went over to to Wizards of the Coast. I was thinking that you know he's a Pathfinder and primarily Starfinder guy. Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe they were going to make a move more into kind of the space fantasy stuff, and that kind of makes sense now that maybe they're working on something you guys know about that that we don't know about, and what you have with Starfinder basically is going to kill that line anyway. And you'll just well, kind of, I can't, I can't say what we're doing about Starfinder mm-hmm. fifth edition. Um, I can't mm-hmm. say what we're going to be doing with street finder fifth edition or trail mm-hmm. finder fifth edition. I, you know, that none of these, all of these side games that I think haven't been, uh, haven't been fully announced yet, but, uh, right. but as of today, yeah, that's the plan. Let's pull them all to fifth edition. Wow. Wow. And what's your work going to look like then when it changes over? Um, well, one of the things that I'm doing as a, uh, as a manager is, is that I have to, you know, one of, one of my jobs is to ensure the safety of my team and other people. Right. So I think I'm going to be one of the people who is, uh, um, participating in making sure the warehouse, uh, product fire out in the, uh, in the parking lot is something that is, uh, is safely done that, uh, I want to make right. sure that I'm keeping other people back, uh, to make sure that when, when we, when we incinerate all those products, we incinerate them good and well, and uh, and nobody gets hurt. Uh, that's the immediate uh, task that I've yeah. got. Yeah, you know, you guys are in Redmond. That's going to take quite a bit of permitting to get done. Has that already been taken care of? You know, that's uh, you know, it's not really my pay grade. All I know <laughs> oh, is what we're doing God. is we're going to make sure that there is yeah. uh, is wow. zero product like that that we can uh, we can get to people in the future because fifth edition is absolutely and only the way we're going to go from now on. Yeah, well, it's, man, that seems like such a waste. Can't you at least donate it instead? So get mm-hmm. rid of it. Uh, well, no, because we. I you mean when we're done burning it? No, because no, the plan don't is, burn no, it. No, no, donate no. it instead. No, 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 no. What we're going to do is we're going to we're going to put it all out. We're going to set it all on fire, and then when it all burns down to ashes, we're going to take the ashes. We're going to scoop all those together, and then we're going to set all those ashes on fire just to make sure that it burns down a whole second time, so there is nothing left of the uh, wow. of the Pathfinder Second Edition, First Edition, Starfinder stuff. Yeah. Wow, that's, I mean, it, that's some nuts. people may consider that to be a really extreme move yeah. but what we're doing is yeah. we just want to demonstrate our commitment to fifth yeah. edition what what about all the pdfs though those are out there electronically you can't burn those oh yeah you can yeah you can uh what we're going to do is when you get the products we're also going to take all of the servers upon which we maintain those files 
Uh, and then we're going to go ahead and put them in the fire, and we're going to burn those as well. And that's where the permitting, I think, becomes a concern because at that point we're not just that's burning metal and burning plastic cardboard and, ink, and stuff. But it's, yeah. Well, yeah. that's why I think it's important that we do the sort of the double burning All process. Right. Right, um, right. And and I suppose you're going to keep this secret so that there's not a big crowd trying to to collect stuff out of the pile as you're doing it. Well, let's just say that part of the reason they've got uh, me tasked to make sure that I'm keeping people safe and away when we're doing the fires. I'm kind of a big guy. I can also kind of work to keep the crowds back. Anybody that might want to dart in to grab a, uh, you know, a, a, a flaming copy of the Lost Omens World Guide from the fires. To, wow. Nope, nope, nope. That's, that goes against our commitment to fifth edition. Wow. But what about everything that's in progress now? Oh, it's all, it's all done. Where you know, all the, a lot of the things that you may have seen us talking about, yeah. uh, the new Lost Omens Impossible Lands or the continuation of the Horizons of the Vast. Uh, yeah, none of those things are actually going to materialize uh, except in fifth edition form. Uh, so, so I know that people who are in the middle of those We're going to have to switch over to finish it? Uh, yes, in, oh, in fact. Um, we will we will be providing some, some what we call campaign conversion assistance. Uh, right. That is to say, what we can do is if you if you if you log in, uh, what we'll do is we'll go um, into your system and we'll automatically convert all of your PDFs that you have on your system so that it's all the new fifth edition stuff. It's going to be very easy for you to convert because oh okay, and all electronically and automatically. Right. Right, right, right. So, so basically, you'll substitute the revised stuff in there. Yep. So you yep. won't lose anything you already paid for. That's exactly ha- right. But it'll you just- have to change systems. Oh yeah, it'll be in the wow. new system that we are convinced everyone's going to be on. So we're uh, we're changing that that way. Yeah, you know when when uh, when fourth edition came out, right? That's kind of what spurred like Paizo's creation, wasn't it? Kind of a lot of people turning uh, well- away. Well, now, 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 here's here's the issue. We we want part of our commitment to fifth edition that we're demonstrating is that we're not talking about or acknowledging the existence of earlier editions. So I'm afraid I can't answer that question. I don't uh, even know what you're talking about with a fourth edition. No, 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 no. There's the one that we are behind, and that is fifth edition only. Well, are you concerned that some of your players, some of your audience, some of the devout people, to Paizo are going to say, you know what? We're just going to keep playing second edition instead and forget about them. Well, I mean, we, we are, we are proud of the second edition game. I mean, we think that there are people who are out there who are going to still play it after we've made the full switch to, to fifth edition. I mean, the, the best we can do is hope that they will take us up on our automatic conversion policy of the, the electronic, uh, yeah. electronic systems. Uh, and, uh, I think that the, the, uh, you know, we, we can't stop some of the people that are out there doing that. We can, we can try to convince them that as with the abomination vaults, uh, conversion to fifth right. edition is absolutely the way to go. Um, and I think it's probably fair to say that, you know, for myself personally, I mean, I won't, force you to switch over to fifth edition but i will look down on you and to my friends i will make fun of you how about no man (laughs) well are are you gonna man you know i was just getting up to speed with gming uh second edition so now Mm -hmm. do i have to learn how to dm right because it's not jamming anymore right i gotta learn how to dm fifth edition uh, it depends. If you do the conversion, if you do the file conversion that we've done, it yeah. not only takes the existing PDFs that you have on your system, 
and converts them over to fifth edition. But yeah. what we've done is we've embedded a lot of uh, of uh, subconscious rules knowledge in there. So when mm. you read the fifth edition, it'll do the same kind of overriding in your mind once you read it. You will wow. you will forget that there is a uh, uh, an alchemist class. That, that's not a thing. But you'll remember that warlocks exist, and maybe there's a. Uh, a, a good comparison there, right? It's a, huh. it's, it's a very sophisticated, uh, very yeah. sophisticated updating that we're doing. Well, that type is, you know, that, that takes time though. It can't happen instantaneously. Oh it's no, it can't. In, in fact, oh no, 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 it is. It, that is the plan as of today. Today is the day. Wow. That that is going to be available and happen. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll look to my downloads. I'm, I'm kind of at a loss for this and you seem pretty happy about it though. Oh, I think I've done plenty of the reading myself of the uh, updated material. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it took me a little mental reach to remember that there was ever an alchemist class. But uh, wow. but no, I think wow. you'll be as happy about it as I am. And this commitment to 5th edition and absolutely nothing but 5th edition from Paizo going forward. Well, I I think that'll be fun. I, I kind of look forward to that. I, I've been thinking that if, if 5th edition had a space fantasy component... That I would be pretty interested in that and um, seeing what it's like. A lot because the user base is so big. Now, will organized play, will that be basically incorporated into Adventures League then? Or will it still be a standalone thing for Paizo? Oh, well, yeah. All of those conversions can happen automatically. You know, the the organized play, Pathfinder Society and Starfinder Society is going to be uh, Adventures League. Uh, the products on Pathfinder Infinite and Starfinder Infinite are going to go right over to DM's Guild. I mean, that's all right. that's that's okay. all seamlessly ready to roll out as of today. Wow. Wow. So you guys have been working on this for a while then. This is not like a spur of the moment thing, it sounds like. It's a, we put a lot of effort into it. It's a, it's been an awful lot of work, but we know that it's mm. going to be worth it in the long run to everybody. Yeah. So do you anticipate then there'll be some expansion or contraction of the folks that work at Paizo because of this? Oh, I feel like we've got plenty of, I feel like we're pre- presenting ourselves to, uh, to have a, uh, a really big support. I think this is going to be really successful and allow us to, uh, to move forward. Obviously we've had to, to get the conversion up and going. We've, we've kind of hired and not let people uh, really known about it. A lot of backend right. people, a lot of tech people to make this go, right. but it's required right. a lot of narrative work as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I can't really say that we uh, we're going to be doing a great big wave of hiring for this. Uh, in, in fact, we've already kind of, you know, worked, worked everybody in order to get this up and going. So this is really sort of the point at which we kind of let it go and realize that all of our plans have come to fruition now. Right. So now right. it's a matter of sitting back and coasting and watching the the world move from, uh, what was it called? Uh, Pathfinder, second edition, into uh, into fifth edition. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm excited that you're going to have more time because you've been so busy with all this that we haven't been able to game much. So I, I'm looking forward to getting some games in. In fact, yeah, I think we'll next week. Yeah, I think next week. Now, I was wondering why you had three games scheduled like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday together when mm-hmm. you've been super busy when you haven't been able to do any of that. Oh, it's because now I can do my Sunday uh, fifth edition game, and then my Monday yeah. fifth edition game, uh, my Tuesday fifth edition game, and then I skip until a Thursday fifth edition game. Wow. Wow, that's that's a lot. I'm mean, going to spend a little bit of time with my family. I, I think I'm going to spend yeah. that downtime uh, making sure that my kids know fifth edition really well. Mm. That's good. Have they been, you know, kind of reading up on it a little bit already or is 
this is going to be new for them. No, I think, you know, one of the things that I wanted to make sure that, you know, I was embracing this not only with myself, but with my family. So yeah, we've had a lot of, a lot of talk about it. My son's very excited about his tiefling warlock that he's going to play. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, my, my eldest is happy that she can still be an elven druid and is going to keep being an elven druid all the way through. So yeah, that, uh, it's, it's going to totally work there. We're all ready to embrace it in this household and you will be too. Okay. Well. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to move in that direction. Yeah. So what else is going on with you besides that? That sounds like a really big move. Are you doing any additional writing because of this, or are you kind of still taking a break from that? Well, I'm, uh, I'm uh, angling myself up for a break right now. That's, uh, that's actually been a lot of fun stuff I've been able to do. Some of the writing recently, um, Mm -hmm. just outside of work even. Um, I do think that, uh, that some of the uh, uh, additional work to update the a Kickstarter that I ran for the uh, oh, Skullwood yeah. Blight. Yeah. Whew. Switching that thing over real quick to fifth edition from uh, its uh, enormous second edition state. That was, that was a chore, but a worthy one. And I yeah, feel like that yeah. it would doing, doing anything less would, uh, would really impede the strong sense that I want to give that we are committed to, uh, to fifth edition D and D. But that's right. been been work that's worth it. Yeah, well, that's cool. Now, what about uh, for fun? You guys are going on vacation coming up now. Now that you have this time off, I hear. Oh yes, yes. Um, we actually are uh, are planning a uh, a trip in a little bit. We're uh, we're going to Hawaii. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Wow. Um, and then uh, we're going to be going to Montana later in the summer to do some camping. So. It's gonna be fun. We're getting some, yeah, some, some time away. This has been a real big announcement, and uh, we're kind of, you know, taking some, some well-deserved uh, time off afterward. That's great. That's great. Yeah, you know, I, I, I was hoping to, to get some time off here over spring break, and I just got too wrapped up working on other projects. And I'm hoping come summer, I think my wife is gonna be ready for a big trip, and I haven't really thought where we would go yet for that. Uh, Hawaii's a little too hot in the summer to do mm-hmm. but montana yeah, true montana sounds nice though montana was if you'd like um you know with, with my uh my uh brother sister-in-law other couple members of my family i'm gonna be running a half marathon so you want to come run a half marathon whoa in montana? What, what's what's the <laughs> what's the date on that <laughs> i want to say it's july you know i i ought to be more informed than i am about yeah uh, about this well when do you start training for that because you know i I would have to do some training to get back into to running shape like that. Oh, I'm training right now. Um, I've got a long oh. run scheduled for this weekend, and yeah, it's been uh, wow. a little bit. They, uh, they, uh, it's a little bit of a part time job to get. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm actually doing this half marathon in the summer, and then a full marathon in September. Wow! And uh, getting ready for a marathon is kind of a chore. I have a good friend of mine who's a doctor who uh, she said that one of the best things that you can do for your body is to prepare to run a marathon, and one right. of the worst things you can do to your body is actually run a marathon. Yes. Yes. Well, I, I did that, you know, back before when I was younger than you, even, I don't know when I got, when I got sick, it made it really hard to do distance running. Um, Mm -hmm. I, you know, my muscles and everything really didn't recover well, but I think they're doing better. I don't know. I, but I pulled a muscle last week. So man, last weekend, I, uh, Deb wanted to have some, uh, put flower beds up in our place in Camino in the back. Mm -hmm. And, and I had to wheelbarrow everything from the the parking area up the hill 
and it was 5,000 pounds of dirt, peat moss, manure, and bark that I moved in two days. Oh my goodness. Uh, How long did, now you had, you hauled a huge amount of wood, right, from the back for the new deck, right? Is that, you've already done the hauled stuff up and down, although that was a while back. Yeah, that was the um it was that was rock actually. That was four thousand pounds oh, okay. of stone. Yeah, and then this is dirt for the flower beds. But I did all that and so I'd I'd actually pulled the muscle in my calf before that, and now oh, I'm like no. ho- hobbling around. Oh. And I talk- I had my first class yesterday and they put me in the furthest away building on the third floor in <laughs> a building that doesn't have an elevator. Oh my oh, goodness. Yeah. Yeah, I, I told my students, I don't know what I did to piss people off, but this is, this is, oh. so, this is as far away as they can put you. Well, you know, yeah. I lived for in Chicago for several years and people yeah. being on a third floor or fourth floor walk up yeah. was, was yeah. pretty common. You know, there were people who would not invite friends over. They're like, oh, I'd have you over, but I'm on a fourth floor walk up and I don't want to do that to anybody. Yeah. Well, normally it's not a big deal, but my, I'm barely walking around with this calf mm-hmm. muscle that's so bad. And so it's like, oh. I don't. So anyway, when I get better, maybe I'll start training and uh, we can do long runs together. I don't oh, know. That would I'm, be pretty, good. I'm not. I, I wouldn't, I'm, I'm not very fast. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. So have you run a marathon before? I have. I've done. I don't know. Three. Three of them. Four of them. Oh, every time cool. I tell. Every time I tell myself it's going to be my last one, and then I end up yeah. signing up for another one. This one there I signed go. up for to run back in the uh, late summer, early fall of 2020. And so you can mm. kind of guess that, yes. that, you know, that got canceled, got postponed a year, and then the next year it got canceled. So now they're doing it this year. Uh, the advantage of this marathon that I'm running in September is that it starts like a five-minute walk from my house. So oh, yeah, I can just get up. And then the, the trail that a lot of it is on is the trail that I do all my practice runs on. Wow. So this is actually, it's it's a very, very local, easy marathon for me to do. I would is say I've run this marathon before. <laughs> It is. It's a. Uh, it's not completely flat, but it's the okay. trail used to be a railroad, right? And it's been right. the tracks have all gone up and it's been re- you know regraded, but it's it's a shallow grade because it was supposed to be hauling lumber in and out of right. the little valley that we live in. Right. So it does right. go up and it goes up kind of quite a ways over the course of it, but it goes up so slowly that that it's uh, it's not as unpleasant to run on as some of the other uh, mm-hmm. really hilly areas that are around here. Um, I will say I did, I ran a marathon on it 2019, I want to say. And the saddest part about that marathon is when I was doing all of my training, there are, it's a, it's a trail. There are wild blackberry bushes all yeah. up and down. And let me tell you how great that is to be, you know, oh, I'm, you know, 11 miles into yeah. my practice run. Let me grab yeah. a fistful of blackberries just literally yeah. right here off the trail, you yeah. know, and then keep going. And so I was even telling my brother-in-law who was running it with me, I'm like, this is going to be so great because I mean, just fistfuls of blackberries right yeah. there. Yeah. And the two days before the marathon, they took a big mower and just mowed about 15 feet away from the trail on all right. sides, wow. all the way down the length, cutting down all the blackberry and ah, there was nothing. Wow. Well, that sounds like fun. We'll have to touch touch base a little bit more on that because I'm I'm serious. I I I I think that's something I like to gear up for. And it used to be, you know, I when I run a marathon, it was for me like a two and a half month training period. But now I think of more like a six month. So I have to get started now. Okay. So, How many have you you've run marathons before, right? I ran one, and I've done some half marathons. But my uh-huh. oldest is doing a lot of running now, and I'm really jealous. And it's like, man, I I would like to do some running with her. So. 
I got to get some distance in. The shortest run she does is eight miles. So, you know. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, no. And that's, not I'm not even up to eight miles on my long practice runs yeah. on the weekend yeah. yet. Yeah. So. No, I hear you. Well, good. I'll have to, I'll have to start catching up with you. All right. Well, this, this has been a lot of fun. I got to say, this is earth shattering news. I can't believe all this mm-hmm. is going down today. Oh, absolutely. It's, and today is, you know, who knows what tomorrow is going to bring, but that is the news for today. Uh, all right. Well, I'm John. And I'm Ron. And this is Legend Lore. Legend Lore. Legend Lore.